0: today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag.
1: What you promote is what you reward. So here's the the example, whether it be in the workplace or church life or family life or whatever the arena is. If you seemingly, maybe unspoken, reward dishonesty, then you're going to breed dishonesty. You're in effect promoting that which you're rewarding and again it goes both ways
0: you're listening to in spirit and truth the radio ministry of pastor jd barag of calvary chapel Kanohe. pastor jd is currently teaching through the book of proverbs everything that we do conscious or unconscious has an impact and in today's message pastor jd will remind you that whatever is allowed to happen will happen so in your home or workplace It's important to be diligent in not allowing anything that is unbiblical. Take stock of what goes on in your home and workplace. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in Proverbs chapter 29 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: We were all born sinners. We've all sinned. And that's why they hate the blameless. That's why the non Christian hates the Christian because we expose them. I yeah. Uh, no, I'm not gonna talk about that. Don't you hate that when somebody says, Oh never mind. And then they they don't follow through. No, I don't sense the Holy Spirit would have me to share that. Verse eleven. Oh boy. Oh, this, I was not looking forward to this verse. A fool <laughs> vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. The reason I, I wasn't looking to verse 11 is because I am so convicted, because there have been so many times. I'm just being open with you, confessing to you that there are times when you just give full vent. And you know what else? Especially now with everything that's going on. And, you, and, and then, and you just keep going in, and then the more you go, the more you go. And then the adrenaline kicks in, and then it's like, you know, and you give full vent. I mean, you just vomit it out. But the wise man <laughs> holds them back. Have you ever heard it said, some things are better left unsaid? That's what this is saying. You know, sometimes just maybe don't share that. Like I just did actually just prior to verse 11. Maybe that was the Lord. You know, sometimes it's it's good not to just say everything, you know, just, you know, how you feel and just vomit everything out. I mean, wisdom is to show restraint. You know, there are there are times, and this is, uh, particularly applicable and important in the marriage relationship. You know, sometimes, you know, in the marriage relationship, the husband or the wife will say something and, and there's that, that part of you, you know, the flesh. <laughs> like Paul said, I know that in my flesh there dwells no good thing. I mean, my flesh wants to say, Me? What about you? And I mean, there you go. You just give full vent to all your feelings. And it goes back and forth. It's the wise man. It's the wise husband when the wife says something. I, you know, I used to think it was spiritual maturity, you know, being a godly husband, you know, where, you know, we, my wife and I don't argue as much as we did when we were, first married, and younger, and I realized that's not it. As much as I want it to be, that's not it. You know what it is? You get to a certain age, and you're just tired. I mean, you know, she says something, and then you just kind of think to yourself, "Hmm, do I want to? Nah. And you just don't, you just don't have the fight, the energy to, to, and you just, you know, hold back. I, I would love to stand before you and say, "Yeah, that's a a sign of spiritual maturity." No, it's a sign of exhaustion. You're just tired. And we, and we parenting, same thing. You know, we were talking about this uh, just today, in fact. Uh, we were talking about my wife and I, you know, with with parenting. You know, pick your battles. To which I, I said, "There's a lot to pick from. <laughs> it's constantly a battle, and so you know, pick your battles and and you know don't." So I, I was thinking to myself, and I, I I said to my wife, "You know, there comes a point where you just you just say, you know, I'm gonna let it go. I'm just gonna let it go. I I just don't. You know, when we were younger, I mean, there was, we had more energy." <laughs> And now it's like, nah, just it's, it's okay. And it's just better left unsaid. You know, sometimes the best thing that I ever said was what I didn't say. Sometimes the best email I sent was the one that I didn't push send on. You notice there's no unsend. Oh, how many times have I wished there was an unsend? Verse 12. If a ruler pays attention to lies, all his servants become wicked. This speaks to what you reward is what you promote, and vice versa. What you promote is what you reward. So here's the the example, whether it be in the workplace, or church life, or family life, or whatever the arena is. If you seemingly, maybe unspoken, reward dishonesty, then you're going to breed dishonesty. You're, in effect, promoting that which you're rewarding. And again, it goes both ways. If you reward honesty, you will breed honesty. You promote what you reward, and you reward what you promote. And that's what this is speaking about. Verse 13, the poor man, we need to get moving here, don't look at the clocks, the poor man, verse 13, and the oppressor have this in common, the Lord gives light to the eyes of both. In other words, uh, one is not better than the other. This has in that culture, in that time, the idea of the borrower as opposed to the lender. The, the borrower In God's eyes is no better than the lender and vice versa. God gives light to both. Verse 14, the king who judges the poor with truth, his throne will be established forever. This is what we already just looked at. You establish with honesty, with truth, you judge righteously, You'll be established forever. Verse 15. Here's another parenting proverb. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. We made our, our boys and our daughter memorize this verse in 15 different languages. How true is this? You leave the child to themselves? <laughs> what are you going to get? the rod, the rebuke, the discipline, the chastisement. That's what gives wisdom. But boy, you let them get away with it. Leave them to themselves. They will bring shame and grief and heartbreak. Verse 16, When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. Ah, I like Verses like verse 16. I'll tell you why. I see what's going on in the world. With much knowledge comes much sorrow. We're going to uh, talk about that more when we get into Ecclesiastes. Uh, that that secular saying is, ignorance is bliss. You know, sometimes I wish I <laughs> I was more ignorant <laughs> than I already am. <laughs> ignorance is bliss. With much knowledge comes much sorrow i mean when you when you know it just there's such a, a grief and it, when you know the wickedness that is multiplying and the transgression that is increasing, it is a must that you be reminded that The righteous will see their fall. Just wait, you'll see. I'm reminded of Psalm 73, where the psalmist is having this crisis of faith for this reason. He was watching the wicked prosper with impunity. And here he's living righteously. And he's, he's having this crisis of faith, and he's starting to doubt, and have I lived righteously in vain? Have I cleansed my hands in vain? And then he says, when I entered into the sanctuary of the Lord, which is always a good place to go, and I saw their end, I got back to my senses. In other words, God's going to have the final word on all the evil, all the wickedness, all of the transgressions that are multiplied. Verse 17, another parenting proverb. Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Um, Think of it this way. You know the word discipline, I think it gets a lot of bad press. The word discipline comes from the word disciple, train, train up a child, Proverbs 22, 6. Discipline, disciple, direct, correct, and they will give you rest. In other words, peace and calm and harmony. Verse 18, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but, Happy is he who keeps the law. This goes back to the example of the Ten Commandments. When you cast them off, you get rid of them, then there's no restraint. What is that which brings restraint? Oh, the revelation of what's right and what's wrong. Absent the revelation of what's right and what's wrong, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. Verse 19, a servant will not be corrected by mere words, for though he understands, he will not respond. It almost parallels in some ways the first verse of Proverbs 29 about being often rebuked, yet continuing to stiffen your neck and harden your heart. Same kind of a principle here that, I mean, you can talk till you're blue in the face. It will do no good. I mean, they might actually get it, but they just don't respond to it. Verse 20 this is another one that I get a little bit convicted by okay, a lot convicted by <laughs> do you see a man hasty in his words? there is more hope for a fool than for him boy you gotta you gotta love the honesty and the bluntness of God's word right that's what I mean by sharper than any two-edged sword it just cuts it just surgically it just cuts in and takes out and removes that which has taken up residency in our lives. And here's one of those cases. You've heard it uh, said this way, uh, think before you speak. Sometimes I think I have dyslexia when it comes to that. It's like I speak before I think. And then after I say it, it's kind of like, oh, I think about what I said. I overthink what I said. Don't be too quick. And we've, we've talked about this. We've seen this in the Proverbs. The more, the more you speak, the more of a propensity there is for a transgression. The more you've heard that expression, more is less. Well, it's certainly applicable in this context. Don't be too quick to speak, slow to speak. Think before you open your mouth and speak. Again, I've never regretted anything I didn't say. And conversely, I've always regretted something that I was hasty to say. Verse 21, He who pampers his servant from childhood will have him as a son, in the end, what does this mean? Well, it's kind of this idea that we don't have servants like they did in that day, thankfully. But think about it in the employee-employer relationship. So the employer uh, pampers and spoils and favors the employee. And so now the employee's like, hey, I'm all that. I'm in with the boss. And so they're now entitled. And so much so that, you know, because they're close to the boss. This is why it's very important to have a healthy relationship when it comes to the employer and the employee. And certainly this is true in the ministry with the pastor and the staff. You have to be very careful. There is a very healthy relationship between the two verse 22, an angry man stirs up strife, and a furious man abounds in transgression. I'll say it this way, control your anger before your anger controls you. It really can be said of any emotion. Control your fear before your fear controls you. That's basically what this proverb is saying. But it also, I think, speaks to those who just Man, they just are looking for a fight. They want to stoke the flames of strife, stir up strife, and they just thrive on it. I don't know if it's the adrenaline that they get from it. They just thrive on it. Verse 23, A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. I mean, there's no exception. There is no exception. You exalt yourself, God will humble you. You humble yourself, God will exalt you. There will never ever be a case where someone is lifted up in pride that will not eventually and ultimately be humbled, humiliated, and brought low. And conversely, the humble in spirit, retain honor. Verse 24, whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life. He swears to tell the truth, but reveals nothing. This speaks to being very careful with the company you keep, the associations you have, the friendships that you make. Verse 25, this is very interesting and it speaks to uh, a very important principle. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. The fear of man. I was watching a documentary on the Islamic State. Probably not a very good thing for me to be watching, but I watched it nonetheless. There was a very interesting comment And it was basically along these lines. If we ever lose the fear factor, we lose control. As long as they fear us, we control them. The minute they don't fear is the minute we lose control. Let that sink in. Fear of man is a trap. It brings a snare. But, here's the contrast, whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Try to connect those dots. I wish we had more time. I think it really speaks to where we're at today. God has not given us a spirit of fear. I mean, so many people are so full of fear. And it's a problem because trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. I mean, the, the, the control that fear grips us in is paralyzing. We can become so fearful we won't even leave the door. We'll stay inside out of fear. I'm not talking about being careless or reckless, absolutely not. There there has to come a point, I think, in our our Christian lives where we got to trust the Lord. Do you think the Lord is caught off guard by all this in heaven? pacing back and forth before the throne. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? No, it's, He's seated on the throne. Everything is under control. Put your trust in Him, not man. By the way, we're going to finish it up here. Very applicable. Verse 26, Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord." You know, we curry favor with those in positions of power, all under the banner of what they can do for us. And when we're looking to man, I think that has its root in the fear of man. We put man above God, and we seek their favor at the expense of the Lords, I mean we, we look to them for justice and favor that can only come from the Lord. Think of it this way. when you're in a situation, a crisis, who who do you call? Do you call up them first, or do you call? On the Lord, Lord, whew, I need your help. <laughs> got a situation here. this is unfair. this is not right. I'm not going to look to man. man cannot give me the justice that comes only from the Lord and then here's verse twenty seven lastly, an unjust man is an abomination to the righteous. And he who is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. It's a flip-flop, if I can say it that way, for lack of a better way of saying it. And it goes back to this principle of how the unrighteous, this, they hate us. Why? Because we're walking righteously and it exposes their unrighteousness, and we're an abomination to them. And he who is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. Those are strong words. Abomination is not a word we use much in our vocabulary today, but it is anathema, and that's how we are seen by the wicked.
0: It's easy to dismiss Old Testament books as ancient texts that hold little meaning for you today. However, there's plenty of application for your life right now in this modern world. The book of Proverbs is one that specifically provides advice, admonishment, and encouragement for your life as a follower of Christ. As you listen to Pastor J.D.'s message today, though, you may have realized that you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. If that's the case, we'd like to encourage you to change that right now. We have a simple guide that will tell you more. Just visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and click on the ABCs of Salvation under the Resources tab. This will tell you why it's so important to put your faith in Jesus and how easy it is to start a relationship with Him. We'd love to hear from you, too, and we're available to answer any questions you may still have. Please get in touch with us through our contact form on our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. If you're in the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you join us for our worship services. Bring your friends and family along, too. It's a great time of fellowship and learning about God with Pastor J.D. Be sure to let us know that you're a listener of In Spirit and Truth when you visit. Find out more about Calvary Chapel Kaneohe at our website, InspiritandTruthradio.com. With that, our time with you has come to an end. Thanks for being part of our study here today. We hope you'll tune in again to continue studying the truths found in the book of Proverbs, right here on In Spirit and Truth.